Hope, thanks so much for joining me here today. And for our viewers, my name is Luke Velasca here on the FreightWave side, and I'm joined by uh, the one and only Hope White of HD Logistics. Hope, you are the CEO and founder of HD Logistics. Just to give us the 30-second the overview of, of, of what you do and who your company is. So, hi, Luke. Thank you so much for having me on FreightWaves. We're so excited. I am Hope White. Um, I am the CEO and founder of HD White Logistics, LLC, out of McDonough, Georgia, and now Meta, Georgia. Um, we are a third-party logistics provider, so we're freight brokerage, and now we specialize in container and uh, container services uh, for storage and dredge. Um, I've been in business now since about 2016. Um, Background comes out of supply chain, transportation, and logistics, and then pivoted over to entrepreneurship. That's great. That's fantastic. Now, something I am very excited about to talk about. So, this particular event is, you know, the sales and marketing event here that we're putting on at FreightWaves. But more specifically, the target of our conversation today is really going to be centered around setting yourself up for growth. Since you've had a very successful growth story that we're going to be able to uncover and share with the viewers here today. Um, I guess to give us a little bit of background, um, what uh, tell us before you started the company, what was your background like? So before I started uh, my own freight brokerage, I actually worked for a big box retailer uh, for five years in transportation and logistics, actually direct fulfillment. Um, I piloted one of the first uh, building openings in Locust Grove, Georgia. Um, I was in that role for five years and just kind of witnessed the growth of transportation from that side of it. Um, after being in that business for about three years, my husband purchased a truck, became an owner operator and in helping him with his business. I said, oh, no, honey, the money is not on this side. It's on the other side. So I pivoted out um, and started and launched my own business, my own freight brokerage and have done pretty well uh, since that time. Was there a little bit of spouse rivalry there between who was right and who was wrong? Was it a little bit of spouse rivalry? Let's just say it's still a little bit of spouse rivalry there because you know how you men can be sometimes, but um, it's all in good fun. Uh, my husband, he uh, respects what I do, um, Some, you know, which was different from some of the challenges I faced being in supply chain. Um, but yeah, we definitely have a good time being in business together. No, that's fantastic. So, so what's what's unique about you is you had a lot of experience on the the shipper side working for the big box retailer and actually transitioned to become a provider, which I think a lot of folks don't have that experience or certainly not as many. Um, now you you went directly into the brokerage world. Walk us through what was your what did your first year look like? How did you even how did you acquire customers? Yeah, so my first year, um, not to tell my secret, <laughs> tell my secrets. Um, but I kind of leveraged a lot of the skills and experience that I had from Home Depot to build those relationships to kind of do some customer prospecting. Um, being that I was the customer, I fully understood what the expectations were um, of a third party coming to the door, like what you needed as far as, you know, uh, marketing, what type of equipment you needed, what type of problem you needed to solve, and then where your numbers needed to be. Um, I definitely know that my experience prepared me to be able to knock at the door with the answer. And so that helped me scale pretty quickly. Um, one of the things, though, I did not have was entrepreneur 
uh, experience, which is the business side. And because of that, I kind of kind of had a little slip up there on the finance side with a recourse with factoring. Um, but other than that, we bounced back pretty strong. That's good. That's excellent. And, and I think you, you said something here that really differentiates you is you, you knew what shippers were looking for. You had been the customer. So you, you knew what worked when it didn't work. Now, Hope, without revealing any of the secret sauce that, that's made you successful, what is something that you think a lot of brokers don't, don't do? Or what's the big mistake they make when trying to market themselves to transportation providers? So I think one of the challenges just from my observation and watching new brokers come into business is that first, they don't understand logistics and transportation. They don't understand supply chain and how everything works together. Um, so that's the first piece of it. The second piece is they don't really take the time to learn and understand who their customer is or who their uh, target customer um, they're going after what they require. I think they're just so anxious to get the business that they fail and miss what the problem is that the customer is truly needing from them to be solved. Um, it's just, oh, I just want business. I just want business. But in logistics, you're a solutions provider. So when you go to your customer, you're not going to your customer uh, asking them what the problem is. You should already know because you've done your market research. You've done your research of your customer to understand what their needs are. So you just are you are just the missing piece of the puzzle for them. Yeah, Hope, I think that's a very valuable point and something I when I worked in truckload brokers before coming to FreightWaves, um, a lot of how we got started with the sales side was just cold call, you know, get a get a list, Google lots of shippers in an area, you just start pounding out the list. And, and there's certainly value in that. But to your point, it, it may not always be the smartest approach because you don't know who your customers are. You're just trying to throw mud at the wall and see yeah, what sticks. If absolutely. You I've heard this term called spray and pray. Uh, absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. That is not uh, not for me anyway. It does not work for my business model, spraying and praying. Um, I have a more targeted approach. Um, I like to have a relationship with my customer. We essentially go together. OK, I'm courting you. OK, I would like to do business with you and I want to understand what your challenges are so that I am the prime solutions provider for you because we want to provide you the best. So definitely the cold calling is not something that's a part of my sales pitch at all. So, yeah, no, that's great. Did you now we're going to get a little bit later on in this conversation, we're going to get more towards some of the some of the um, some of the new operations that you've added over the last year before we get there. Um, when you started your brokerage to, I guess, you know, say over the last year or so, have you had to change or pivot how you how you have acquired new customers or did you find the secret sauce right away? <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. So initially I was trained uh, to because I took a training course for freight brokering initially and it was a wealth of information. Um, it helped me marry what I knew from Home Depot. Home Depot is out there now. The cat's off the bag <laughs> from uh, Home Depot um, to what the entrepreneurial side was for freight brokerage. Um, and that was cold calling. And I, I immediately recognized doing that, like within the first two days, I was like, this is not it. And I kind of took a step back and remembered when I was enrolled, what was it that I needed for my carriers? And it was solutions. I needed on-time pickup. I needed equipment on, on site immediately so that my lines don't shut down. Um, I needed um, dedicated capacity, not someone just, uh, 
telling me they can commit and really couldn't commit. And so I began to say, okay, now let me build relationships and let me identify customers who are having some of those challenges that were my problem so I know how to fix it. Um, and so that allowed me to be able to bring in customers fairly quickly, you know, doing stepping back, doing that. But initially, yes, the cold calling was a part of my my sales process, and I did away with that within the first forty eight hours. That's good. Well, it's great that you found some success there. Now let's let's fast forward a little bit to uh, to twenty twenty. So twenty twenty was a quite a volatile year in the freight world. Now you specifically, and correct me if I if I'm mistaken. At the beginning of 2020, you added a new service to your business, which really, you know, gave you that hockey stick growth uh, aspect, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, 2020 was devastating from everyone for everyone, no doubt about that. Um, but what HD White Logistics did was we had been doing some market research for over 18 months, um, kind of pacing out the Georgia Ports Authority and the expansion of growth there. Um, Georgia Ports Authority is expanding tremendously um, with the import and export side. And so I wanted to identify as a third party logistics provider, what could I do to earn my piece of that pie? What can I do to get in there? Um, how could I pivot to offer different services? And just from 2019, I just had watched an, an exponential growth of um, trucks on the road, um, where I was living full-time at the time, which was McDonough. When I initially moved to McDonough, traffic was very minimal. All of a sudden, in like three months, you <laughs> it shut down all day long. So I said, what's going on? I began to pay attention to what most of that truck traffic was, and it was containers. And so I took a tour of the port, and I asked as many questions as I possibly could of what the problem were was for many customers that was coming in, what was the challenge? And the uh, resounding answer I kept getting was storage, 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 storage. So in March of 2020, HD White Logistics pivoted to own, uh, to, you know, own a full service 10.65 acre facility in Meta, Georgia to support uh, storage for those in manufacturing, di distribution, and supply chain. Yeah. Now that's there. There's two things there. Um, first off, it seems and it seems to be a repeating theme a lot that you've had with your growth is, is you you're constantly educating yourself. You took took a tour of the port, asked a lot of questions. You took a course um, early on um, when you started the company, um, and then so I think that that seems to be you know a big theme here is you're constantly educating yourself, kind of learn more information than everybody else. Number two here, it also seems like or something that stuck, sticks out to me is you the location that you chose for your 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 storage i think a lot of folks would think well why why would you choose meta georgia uh, that's kind of almost in between savannah and atlanta tell us tell us the tr strategic approach there yeah so you are you hit it dead on the head look that's exactly why i chose it um i moved myself away from the the competitor i don't know if you noticed but i'm kind of like a wildfire here i stand out i don't like to be in the crowd i'm different so um, Atlanta is oversaturated with 3PLs. Savannah is just the same. And so HD White Logistics wanted to pull away 
and be just in the middle of what the client needed. We're located, we're centrally located on I-16, which is 69 miles right outside of Savannah. And then we're 170 miles, 79 miles from Atlanta. So we are in a perfect location uh, with limited traffic. We're 1.2 miles off of the interstate, perfect for our customers for stores to either uh, provide drayage to this facility, hold, and then move to the next location. And then we're perfect for M, uh, exports coming down from Atlanta, and we're centrally located to hold and then take to for uh, departure as well. So yeah, I, I definitely did my market research to understand where everybody was not, and that was in Metter. Uh, Metter had a great uh, value for us as a new business, they welcomed us with open arms. Um, the Candler County Industrial Authority and Candler County, uh, Candler County as a whole did a wonderful job with getting us in as a small business and being receptive to that coming to support the Georgia Port Authority here in, in Metter. That's great. Um, and, and that's great context. And, and like you said, it all, all comes down to, you know, having that strategic approach. Now, I believe, you know, we, we spoke before and you mentioned that um, the container service aspect of your business has now be, become over 50 percent of your business now. Right. It's, it's grown very quickly. Um, you know, and you're still offering the, the 3PL side on the truckload side and everything. You're still still doing that. But I guess the question is, at what point? point did you realize that this was going to become a major part of your business? So I recognized that this was going to be a major part of the business when I took a third tour to the Savannah port because I like to do my market research. I have to stay on top. I can't, you can't just touch things one time. You got to touch it multiple times for me to make sure that I'm, you know, doing my due diligence. And when I took a tour the third time and I recognized from a year and a half ago, they were doing 12,000 containers outgate to now they're doing 15,000 containers outgate. For me, that said, that growth was so rapid that I had essentially hit the gold mine. <laughs> and all I needed to do as a 3PL was position myself properly, structure my services to uh, benefit multiple different clients. So we do dredge. We do storage. We've even purchased our own chassis. We just bought uh, 2021 20, triaxles and four 2040 sliders to accommodate. And that's just us getting started. So that took a lot of weight off of us as well. Whereas most of our competitors are running into equipment issues. HD White Logistics is already prepared for that. Um, so, yeah, I definitely once I did that market research that third time and seeing where the growth is going, uh, paying attention to what the Georgia Department of Transportation is doing as far as infrastructure, preparing for all of this freight traffic um, on the highways. I knew I had made the right decision. Now, Hope, not to bring up the spouse rivalry again, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble here. Yeah, you're going to get in but trouble doing that. So, if I remember correctly, you said in the beginning your husband went and bought a truck. So let, let's put that in the asset category, yeah. and you went with three kilograms. Now it seems you're buying assets again, sort of in a, in a way with yeah. the with the chassis, and you bought your own your own land and everything. Yeah. Now you're you're really diving into the the physical asset side of the game there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've, we've also become asset-based here. We're just waiting on Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration to tell us we can go. And then we're about to purchase about 15 trucks. 
So we are really prepared for what Georgia is about to do. Um, we see that the business is there. And, and let's just be clear, it's not just the Georgia Port Authority that's swole. It's all ports throughout the United States that are just full. Um, but yeah, we've added assets. We've bought our land. We've bought our equipment. So we're on go. Now, my husband, um, he has two trucks. He's doing okay. But if he would have listened to his wife in the beginning, oh, where he might be. But that's that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> oh no hope don't put me in the middle of this <laughs> i'm gonna be in big trouble no that, that's great but um hope you mentioned you mentioned something that's really valuable there and you're absolutely correct right so you've been able to really capitalize on you know the expansion of the the georgia port authority but you're right other areas are growing as well is there do you have your eyes set on trying to take advantage of of, of growing outside of, of, of Georgia on the container side? Yeah. What, is, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. We do want to grow outside of Georgia with this same business model. Um, we're adding a tech component here in the, in the near future. So we do see where that is possibly going to take place. Um, we're also going to take this and pivot it to cross docking and warehousing facilities as well to support that dredge and storage because we've been getting a lot of requests for transloading. Um, I got a request to transload a train engine the other day, and I was like, uh, I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> not a train engine. Uh, that was different. Um, but we definitely are going to be expanding to offer additional services. And I think that's very important in, in 3PLs. Diversify your service offerings for your clients, whatever it is that you're going to do. Um, so we'll be all inclusive. We'll have the truckload side. Um, the dredge storage, and then warehousing and cross-stocking. That is our business model moving forward. Fantastic. Sounds great. So you've really been able to capitalize on, on all aspects of that. Um, as you, as you, as we continue to look, look forward, right. And you, you have, so the, the, the container side, the dredge side, that that's been a, a definitely a newer piece of the business. You've been in business since 2016, but that really only started just under a year ago. As you look forward, is is that where the growth is centered? Are you still trying to grow the the truckload side as well? How do those how are those going to interact as you move forward? So we're definitely going to grow the truckload side along with the container storage side. The container for me is the future of the business, supporting the international sector. Um, I always have this little saying where I want to get my money from the top, so I'm gonna catch it when it comes in. Um, the truck lot, the truckload side for me is a little bit more hassle than I'm willing to engage in as far as, you know, we have um, driver uh, capacity issues now, maintenance and all of that different stuff. So for me right now, it's just staying on the container side and supporting in that way. No, that's fantastic. And, and it's great that you've been able to to capitalize on that. And to your point, right, you, you now are, it almost seems like you're, you're really able to take things from start to finish. As soon as those containers come in to the port, if you've got a customer, you can take that container. Now that you're out in the warehouse and you can store it, do some of the transloading, then maybe offer the truckload services to get it where they need to go and the storage is over. So it sounds like you, you've got a great plan there. I know we're, we're getting close here towards the end of time. Um, you know, since you're experiencing this growth, last question for you, and we'll try to wrap up quickly. Um, have you have you have you had to pivot, pivot sales training at all for for some when you're bringing on new folks to be able to keep up with this uh, with this demand and to get your name out there? 
Yeah, so absolutely. We're getting ready to bring on three people now, uh, particularly for sales and uh, customer relationships to make sure that our service still remains the same um, because we're experiencing just uh, tremendous growth fairly quickly here. So we're definitely going to keep, we're not going to be doing any new prospecting. I can tell you that business is kind of created a reverse cycle for us where the customer is now coming to us. So yeah, we, we're seeing it here and we're feeling it. (laughs) Fantastic. I like that. Hope uh, we're right here at the end of time. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed our interview. And uh, for those watching, if you need help, especially moving containers down in the the Georgia area, I'm sure Hope White and her team will be happy to help you out. Hope, thanks so much again. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Luke and the Freightways team. And we'll talk soon.